From Calvary Church of Santa Ana, this is the Calvary Life Podcast, the show where we share stories, laugh together, and have discussions about faith, life, and God with people from Calvary Church. Here are your hosts, Eric and Matt. Welcome back to the Calvary Life Podcast, and I should almost let you say welcome back to me. Yes, yes. (laughs) Welcome back, our listener. And welcome back, Eric P. Wakeling. I yeah. am so thankful to sitting at the table with you. I have I've really missed you the last three weeks. Oh, yeah. It's good to be back. Um, if you don't know, if you are one of our, you know, overseas listeners or <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, I just uh, so sorry that the podcast has not been happening, but I was not able to come in to record for the podcast because... I fell down. Yeah, and we're going to get all into that with mm-hmm. a little bit of your story. Um, it's, you guys, if you could just see. So we're in like our podcast bunker here at Calvary Church Santa Ana, and Eric is wearing a sling mm-hmm. right now. But even, we have to put headphones on for this, or we get to put headphones on for this podcast. And even just watching my brother put on his headphones um, for this podcast, it took about 15 minutes. Yeah. Just using my left hand only yes. was more challenging than I thought it would be. Yeah, so that's a little glimpse into your life over the last three weeks. So. Everything everything has been more challenging. Yeah. Everything's been crazy. It's like, so I do want people to try to do an experiment in your okay. life, if you can, to live one day with only using your non-dominant hand, right? Yeah. So if you're right-handed, just spend the day where you cannot use your your right hand for anything. You can only use your left hand for stuff and just try and do everything. And you'll realize all the little things that are actually like pretty hard. And I'm not saying this is some, you know, I gotta be careful. This is not some major struggle in life that people have to live every day with. So I have the privilege of only having to do this for a few weeks or a month or whatever, hopefully. Um, but yeah, it's, it's hard. Like you can't open a bottle. You can't, I'm thinking of even like you go to your door and you pull your keys out of your pocket to like open your door, but usually I transfer those keys to my other hand. Or, yes, yes. So what have been some things that have hit you that have been difficult to yes, do? Yes, I've noticed that I have to put everything down to do anything else. Yes. So yeah, like, you, like you're saying, normally you'd be, like say you hold all your stuff in your hand so that you can open a door. If a door is not even locked, if it's just closed all the way, so I have to use the doorknob, it's like, okay, put everything down, uh-huh. open the door, uh-huh. pick everything back up, put everything down, go through, put everything down again, you know what I mean? And then close the door or whatever. It's like, yeah. So everything just takes a little longer, like opening, uh, like I said, like opening a water bottle or something is like super, is, what about is like hard putting a shirt on um, and off putting it. Okay. So there are certain things and we won't get into too much detail with some of this. There's, <laughs> there's certain things that B has to help me with. <laughs> but yeah, putting a shirt on is like, yeah. is one of those things. So like B helps me like put like it slowly over my hurt arm first, right. then kind of get your head in and then stick your arm through that kind of stuff. Right. Um, wow. you know, yeah, she's like, has to help me dry off <laughs> after the shower, Yes, you know? So it's what like, humbling yeah, I know it's humbling dependent experience. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it's very dependent. And I know we'll, we'll, uh, we're, we're not going to actually talk about the dependence one, even though we did do that this this Sunday was the dependence. Today, we want to talk about health. Yeah. So we, uh, <laughs> in, in Eric's recovery, we've skipped a few of our values that we've been talking about this fall here at Calvary Church. And so today we're going to talk about health. Rest up so you don't get messed up, which felt like the appropriate 
value to talk through on this is really your first day back here yeah. in the office. So, yeah. but why don't you take us back for those that maybe don't know all the yeah. details? Uh, walk us through how'd you get hurt? Yeah, I'll tell the story. Okay, so I'm um, been training for an Ironman triathlon, and an Ironman triathlon is a huge a huge event. It's a huge endurance event. It's a 2.4 mile swim, 112 mile bike ride, and a full 26.2 mile marathon all on the same day. In the same day. Yes. Back to back to back to back to back. And so it was probably going to, so I've been training for this for at some level I've been doing, I've been working on triathlon training for three and a half years. This is the, the big event of triathlon, the kind of the hardest thing. There's, there's some things that people do that are crazier, but this is kind of like the big goal. So I've been working on this and training specifically for this for the last several months. And I mean, the last, I've been training for four or five months, six days a week, full on six days a week on my, on my days off on Friday and Saturday. Training's not just like going for a jog in the neighborhood. It's like right. 80 miles. Right. That's the thing. Cause like Monday through Thursday morning, I'm doing like a hour, hour and a half workout. Like, so waking up early before work, but then Friday and Saturday, my days off. So that those are the days where I'm like doing huge, long five hour, six hour workouts. It's crazy. Long runs, long rides. And I've been working hard and I was three weeks away from the event. Yes. The event was supposed to be November 21st. This coming weekend. Yeah. So mm-hmm. like whenever you're listening to this, probably it's just like a few days from now, yeah. <laughs> most likely. And um, so then uh, I'm on my training ride. This was the the peak of my training weekend was this like few weeks ago, this day. This was the couple this days day. before Halloween. Yeah, this is October 29th. <laughs> and I had to do a 120 mile bike ride, which is crazy. It's really far. Yes. It was going to be the farthest I've ever ridden my bike, which yeah. I actually have not ridden that far because yes. I was not able to complete the ride. Yes. And when I was 70 miles in, I was heading down towards the back bay. And if you've ever been down there, there's like this trail that kind of goes along the back bay. And um, it's a it's really cool. It's a really awesome area to ride your bike. And it drops into it with a pretty steep hill. It comes yes. down this pretty steep hill from Jamboree kind of area. I forget what that little there's like a little lookout point up there. I forget mm-hmm. what it's called. But you drop down pretty steep hill. And so you get going some speed. And the way that little area works is cars are actually allowed to go down there. Yeah, I've actually driven that before. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's really beautiful. And mm-hmm. so cars drive through there and they drive very slowly and respectfully. Mm-hmm. And the, the cars on that day were also driving slowly and respectfully. Mm-hmm. Um, but the cars can only go one direction. And that's the opposite way I was going. Okay, so I'm, I'm booking down that hill because it goes pretty fast. And then you, it kind of, it flattens out. And I remember it, I had in my head, I'm gonna, I, I'm it's gonna- sort of sandy right there too, isn't it? Mm, no, it's okay right there. Not I mean, there, it's like, the trails, it's, I think it's kept up pretty good okay. actually. Um, but like off, when you're like off the trail, it's like sandy off the trail. And um, anyway, it's like, I'm heading down. I'm going kind of fast. I remember I was going to eat one of my little sandwiches I keep like in my back pocket. <laughs> I was going to eat one of my sandwiches after I had kind of slowed down, you know, from, and so then I remember I'm going and I'm, but I'm starting to kind of slow down, but I still was going at a pretty high rate of speed. So I'm at least going over 20 miles an hour Gee. and I see a car coming towards me uh-huh. and they have their own lane on the, like to my left sure. and I'm in the middle lane. That's the bike lane for going the direction I'm going. And then to my right is another lane for pedestrians and runners and stuff. So it's like the way they organize it, it's supposed to all be like, Hey, you all have your spot, just mm-hmm. stay safe in your area. And then as I'm going, a bike just all of a sudden comes 
out from behind that car. Oh, wow. Because they were going to pass the car. Because often that happens. I've had to pass cars because the cars are going so slowly. Mm -hmm. And um, so then uh, this bike just pops out. And I'm really close to them. And I just remember, all I remember is going, oh, no, no, no. Because you can't turn into the car, obviously. I couldn't turn into the car. And there's people off to the right. And I'm like, ah. And so I remember trying to stop. And I have no memory of what happens next. So my head is a complete and total blank. It's I, it's just nothing. There's nothing in my head until yes. I remember then. So I remember hearing people talking around me and uh-huh. hearing someone say, we, we've already called 911. They're, they should be almost here. Oh. So whatever all happened between when I said, oh, no, 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 yeah. and went to break... And when then I'm on the Mm. ground in a daze Mm -hmm. hearing them say those words, Mm -hmm. it's all blank. I have no idea. I must have been flying for the air. Mm -hmm. You're clipped into your pedals, you know, so it's like it's kind of like if you've ever been snow skiing and you're clipped into your bindings. But when you fall, like then everything falls off. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So it's kind of like that with with a bike, except for you've got like a bike slamming you Mm -hmm. and you're hitting the ground and not snow. And I just bought a new helmet about a month before this because I wanted a nicer, safer helmet and a little bit more aerodynamic helmet mm-hmm. for, for the big race. And so this was only maybe the third or fourth time I'd ever worn mm-hmm. this helmet. And it was like a special, it's called a MIPS, like special technology, like the best technology for head protection mm-hmm. that you can get. Mm-hmm. And it was a little bit more expensive than I wanted to like spend money on. But I was mm-hmm. like, you know what? I feel like I want to make sure that this is good. Yeah. And it's like now, I mean, so glad I did because it has a total dent in it, but my head no was protected. Way. Yeah. Um, so it's like on the right, kind of the right side of my head, you can see where it's, it's compressed and scratched and wow. the, it has this crazy like face shield. Uh-huh. It's not just like a sunglasses. It's like a big old shield that uh-huh. looks like some sort of like a astronaut helmet. Uh-huh. <laughs> Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that's all scratched up and all that. I think that even kind of protected my face, but yeah, I just woke up like, I don't know what's going on. Like what? Like, and Whoa. then I hear this like already called 911 and my brain's trying to catch up. Yeah. You know, I'm trying to like, what's happened to me? And then I went to try to stand up and like, you know how you, you push up with your hands right. off the ground to stand up. And I remember just ton of pain, ton of pain in my uh, right shoulder. And I'm not knowing what it is, but it just hurts so bad. Yeah. And I felt like a sinking feeling like in my heart, like, oh no, something's really hurting here. I'm really, yeah. I'm hurt. Ba- yeah. I'm hurt badly. I yeah. Don't I don't know how else I'm hurt. I see blood on my legs are all bloody yeah. and my hand was all bloody. And I'm just like, I don't know what else is going on. Yeah. And then it felt like really quickly, like maybe a minute later, the police arrived. Uh And so the police arrive and they like asked me questions like, what's your name? Where do you live? What happened? And I remember trying to like, I I remember being pretty fine with answering their questions, but everything's foggy. Like, I don't remember what anybody looks like. I can't see a police officer's face or I can't see a paramedic's face. Yeah, you were in shock. It's all, yeah, yeah, blur and shock and kind of dazed. And, um, then the paramedics get there, they started cutting off my shirt. And I was like, I remember going, no, no, no. I, this was my, I got this shirt from a Catalina triathlon from a race I did. And I was like, so sad. And they're just like, you know, they're just like, sorry, sir, I've got to do this, you know? And so, cause they had to check me all out and they, they just sort of looked at me and like, 
were very concerned, I think, about my head and my yeah, neck. Right. And then they took my helmet off and then they put me on one of those backboards Whoa. and they put that big neck brace thing on uh-huh. you, you know? And so, and I'm just like, oh no, what is, what is happening, dude? Right. You know, and just how hurt am I? You don't really know. Oh no, yeah. And then at the same time, I was like yelling, I'm like, don't forget my bike. <laughs> don't forget my <laughs> shoes. Or because they took my shoes off. Uh-huh. And they're like, don't forget my helmet. My helmet's expensive. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> the things that you're thinking about. Yeah. Now, yeah. were you thinking like, I better call B or I want to wait till I figure out what's going on or what? Yeah. So they asked me for my phone and like, um, like tried like put it on my face so it would like open my phone. They're like, do you want us to... Um, after, this is after they get me on the gurney mm-hmm. and they're like, do you want us to call your wife or do you want to call her? And I remember just being like, let me call her if, mm. if it's okay. Because I was like worried that she'd be yeah. scared if it was the paramedics sure. calling her even worse. Yeah. Um, and so I'm like, I think I'm okay. You know, so I call B she didn't answer right away. Cause she's a teacher. If everybody doesn't know that she's a high school teacher. So she's in class. So if I call, it's not like, she's not always just answering it's like a Friday during the middle of the day, Friday during the middle of the day. And and then, so I texted her and said, like, I'm in an ambulance. I'm going to call you again. I need you to answer. And oh. <laughs> so I called again and she's like, you know, yeah. okay, what's going on? And so I remember telling her and that was why, cause then I hung up with her, told her what's going on. And that was why I remember I took a couple of selfies of yeah. myself in. That's so why I had that because I was like wanting to send it to her right? for why, like even had my phone out or was thinking about it. Mm-hmm. And so I did that. And, uh just, I felt like my head kind of clear a bit when I got in the, in the ambulance. When you're laying down. When I was laying down and I was in the ambulance and it was kind of like a soft, like the gurney was kind of soft, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and felt like a little bit like at peace kind of mm-hmm. finally, like, okay, I'm being cared for. And then I felt like my head kind of cleared because everything was so blurry. Like mm-hmm. I just felt like mm-hmm. I couldn't see things clearly and, mm-hmm. you know, which probably means like, I don't know, I, they, they did some like tests or whatever, some like things to help, like assure me that I didn't have like a brain bleed major or brain injury yeah. or something. Yeah. But, but like at the same time, like, I don't know, it just feels like that wasn't like a big area of focus. The focus mm-hmm. was way more on what ended up being my shoulder hurting, ended up being a broken collarbone mm-hmm. in, in two different places. Now, do you feel like you're at the point where you can say like, wow, it could have been a lot worse or at that moment, are you still like just sad that you have anything that's hurting? So here's what's crazy. So, and this is a little bit of like into the minds, I think of like an endurance athlete kind <laughs> uh-huh. of person, uh-huh. like all I was thinking about, I wasn't thinking about life or death. I wasn't thinking about how does anyone, like, how does my family feel <laughs> or yeah. whatever, you know, like I'm just, all I'm thinking about is my race. Like this and could jeopardize it. This could jeopardize my race. And I was thinking like, I hope that I can still do my race. Huh. And so until. Until the point that they took the x-ray that said I had a broken bone, mm-hmm. I still was thinking I might be able to do my race. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So, cause it's just so much work. Like you just yeah. put so much work into it and it was so close and I was so done. I was so ready to be done. I'm like right. so tired of like training so much <laughs> and being tired all the time. Three weeks trying out. Trying to eat yes. perfectly and like, yeah, you're three weeks out uh-huh. and I'm just like, oh, I'm just so ready to be done with this. Yeah. Like I still wanted to keep doing triathlons. Mm-hmm. I like doing it, but I wanted to be doing like three days a week of mm-hmm. a 20 mile ride, not yeah. like these like six hour workouts. Yeah. <laughs> and so. Uh, well, that makes sense. Cause you have this huge goal. You're so close to it. And so then there's this accident. And so you're kind of just tunnel vision at that point. Totally. It's totally tunnel visioned on that. And 
I mean, I wanted B to not be worried, and that's why I knew to call her myself. So I, yeah. I, I, I cared about how she felt. I shouldn't say I didn't care. Right. <laughs> but, but yeah, it was just like, ah, uh, my race. I remember even the doctor that came to give me the results, he, um, he, he said, you have a broken clavicle, you know, like a fractured clavicle. It's near the end of your, near, closer to your shoulder than to your neck. Like that's where it's huh. broken. They couldn't see in that first, in that first, uh, first one, they just thought there was one break. They didn't okay. realize that there was a second break. It wasn't uh-huh. until I got follow-up x-rays that they saw that there's two breaks in my clavicle. Yeah. So, which is part of like why it maybe is like, feels a little worse, I guess, than just sure, like any yeah. other one. But I've heard like from people that it's like one of the more painful broken bones mm-hmm. or things, whatever. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if people just say that's making me feel good. <laughs> no, no, I've heard that too. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I don't know. Yeah. Oh, so the doctor tells me and I remember just going like, I have a triathlon in three weeks. I said to him and, mm. and he goes, Oh man. So you're not just like, you don't just kind of like out for an afternoon ride. Right. And I was like, no man. And he's like, Oh, I'm so, he's like, he goes, sorry, bummer. And walks away. He <laughs> <laughs> I mean, could like, tell he I got super awkward. Yeah. Like, yeah, he got, I'm like, bro, you probably tell people like someone's died. Like, right. can't you tell me I don't have a race? Like, right. You know? Yeah. <laughs> but oh. you know, whatever. Um, yeah. so that was, uh, yeah, and then I remember going home from the ER. So this is like, I guess we do say our podcast where we can give like long form answers, right? Sure. So this is yeah, me this giving is, no. This, this is, is me giving the long form answer. Interested in yeah, this? Yeah, yeah. So like, I, I'm in there, and and B, this is crazy. So it's like ER, Hogue, ER. They took good care of me, and but like, interestingly, like I was worried, like they're not gonna let B in. I don't know how COVID stuff's working right now, but like, I guess. I don't know. I don't know why or whatever, but I think they were just let, they just now let people in. So B and Ella, my daughter, um, like were able just to come in mm-hmm. and be with me in there, which was nice. It was like super good to have them. I felt like when I saw them, I mm-hmm. kind of felt like started crying. Yeah, you know, because it was just like oh, like felt people so who know me and love me. Yes, because right? yeah. I was very just like alone. Yeah, you know? for like, sure. On my own on this ride, I wasn't with other people I yeah. knew. Mm-hmm. I'm just like in this ambulance by myself, and they were like deciding while in the ambulance where to take me because they were almost going to take me to OC Global mm-hmm. right across the street from here from Calvary because that's the closest trauma center. Mm. And so they were worried that I had like a brain trauma and they were mm. deciding mm. they were like calling their the, the paramedics or whatever were calling like their bosses or the doctors or whatever. They had to call some sort of doctor and get like a consult of wow. this is how he's responding. Do you want him at OC Global or just the close? And, and you're just by yourself listening, list, to all listening yeah. to all this or just the closest hospital. And I kept saying, because we're Kaiser Insurance here at Calgary, it's just like, I kept saying, just take me to Kaiser. Just take me to Kaiser. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> just because I knew everything would be simpler and sure. like not cost me more money or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess I think even that like made them think I was more lucid because <laughs> I was like telling them what to do or something, right. you know, but I think it was also maybe an example of how I wasn't because I was just right. like not getting what was really wrong with me. Sure. And, uh, but they decided just it's closest and that's their mm-hmm. policy is like if they didn't have to go to a trauma center, they take you to the closest place. Okay. And that was, that was Hogue. And so they, they let, um, so then finally like when B was able to be in, cause all that was just like, I don't know what's going on mm-hmm. and feeling alone. And then it was like, so nice to have them there. Yeah. Um, then, um, they kind of get you checked out, uh, cause it's just like, they give you some pain meds and they're just like, Hey, this is what, what you do next is you guys got to go like get an orthopedic appointment with your doctor and, and that's the next steps. But other than that, it's just like, be still, we yeah. just want you to just like be still and pain management for now. That's like, uh, all you can do is just be still. Yeah. And you know, when you've been going from working full time, 
you know, also being a like a husband, father, friend, and uh, and an Iron Man, and training for an Iron Man. Like I've been going, 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 and then yeah. it was just like beast. Could do it's nothing. like the equivalent <laughs> of going 100 miles an hour and going to zero. Mm-hmm. Exactly within a couple hours. Yes, yes, within a couple hours, and just like go, boom, done. You're done. Just be still. And I was like, mm. oh man, this is hard. And I hadn't. You know, I hadn't really eaten anything. This has been yeah. hours, and I hadn't eaten anything. And I was at, I was seventy miles into yeah, my done 70 I'd done miles. seventy miles, and so my body was very depleted. And yeah. So I'm starting to feel kind of like weak and kind of like, and so even in the car coming ride down from the shock. Yeah, probably. coming down from the shock exactly. And in the car ride on the way home, I guess I like passed out again, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden I I uh, have B. I notice all of a sudden I notice B's opening my door, and I, and I said, <laughs> I said. Are we still moving? <laughs> you're thinking you're on the 55 freeway yeah, still. And she's like, no, I'm opening the door. How would we still be moving, you weirdo? Like, and, <laughs> but I guess I had just sort of passed. And so then um, she's like, are you okay? Whatever. I was like, I feel like I just need something to eat. And so like, mm-hmm. we stopped and got some in and out actually. Mm-hmm. And I ate a burger and just kind of like, I think I was kind of like, oh, I, okay, I needed some food in my system. Yeah. I'm just starting to feel better. Right. Um, but yeah, I just like my body just like shut down. It just turned off. You know, it's so interesting when your body just like turns off on yeah. you. And there's two moments in there where I know what was flying through the air, however that worked, you know, like when I was um, crashing, there's no way I was unconscious at that point mm-hmm. yet. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, and so whatever unconsciousness must have not happened, I don't think until I would have hit the ground. Right. But I still, to this day, and it's like two and a half weeks later, I have no memory. Isn't that interesting? Of flying through the air. Yeah. yeah. I have no time I've crashed on my bike. <laughs> this is the third time I've crashed my bike, uh-huh. but the other times weren't as fast or, yeah. or didn't. Like, and you remember those other two. And I remember everything about every moment of those. Yeah. Uh, but this one was. That's even how just God wires our brains yeah. in that type of traumatic event. Like mm-hmm. in a sense, it's just kind of shuts shuts down from the trauma of it. Yeah. Really both fair. Even like psychological issues or whatever, right. Where we have these like blanks that we can't remember because Mm -hmm. of like psychological trauma. Mm -hmm. And I'd always like heard that and kind of like, and I not like, I didn't not believe it, but I also sort of didn't believe it, you know, or I didn't understand it. Right. Cause I didn't have a way of understanding it, Mm -hmm. but now I'm just like, dang, this is it. Like, Mm -hmm. wow. I was talking to, I was talking to John Norton about this, like Mm -hmm. this like last week or whatever. And it was like, what, what other times did my body do this? <laughs> what other times do I have blanked out? Sure. Am I, <laughs> yeah. You know, we were kind of talking about like, yeah, do we just have other moments where that was too much for us to like yeah. keep in our head? Like, yeah. Anyway, it's just kind of that an interesting, is, yeah. huh. interesting thought. Okay. So you're back home. <laughs> yeah. So I'm back on home. Friday night and you are just told basically stop mm-hmm. rest. If we want to use mm-hmm. even the value yes, of health. Yes. We value uh, health, health. Rest up yeah. so you don't get messed up. Yeah. So, Walk us through those first couple days of pain management, mm-hmm. having to literally sit still. Yeah. Um, what's the highs and lows of that? Yeah. Yeah. The pain was really bad. I remember even texting you saying, dude, I think the pain's like a nine mm-hmm. out of 10. And this was like three or four days later. Mm-hmm. It was still like a nine. Yeah. And um, it was the pain was really bad. And if you moved at all, it was like, it would just rock it to a 10, hmm. you know? So it's that feeling where if you got in like a perfect position, like if I could get in like a perfect position, which would have to be sort of, sort of on my back, but sort of leaning to the left a little bit because mm-hmm. it even, it hurts if it pushes in on my right shoulder blade mm-hmm. when that pushes in that kind of hurts. Yeah. So if I'm leaning on that, it has to be onto something soft. Oof. 
I know. And so it's just really hard to get like just right. And so, I mean, that first night, cause it was by that, by the time we got home, it was like nighttime, mm-hmm. you know? And so then it's just basically, it was like, go to bed. Yeah. And so it was like two Norcos. They gave me Norco, <laughs> which is like Vicodin is similar. It's a, yeah. it's a narcotic painkiller, mm-hmm. which I was, I've been pretty careful. I haven't taken, I took, uh, you know, those first few days I used a good amount, but then I've like not, and I didn't even use all of the prescriptions. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. they give me, cause I've been trying to be careful cause that stuff's like pretty dangerous mm-hmm. and you can, you, you can read so many things or hear so many things about that kind sure. of opioid addiction and all of that, that yeah. I just really wanted to like not do that, right. you know, just cause I just don't want to deal with some, some worse later or something. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. um, anyway, like, so using those though, for those first couple of days, like a lot, I think put me to put me out. Hmm. Right. So I just kind of like put me to sleep. It was hard to sleep all night though. I've pretty much almost since the, the accident two and a half weeks ago, I'm like up at like three 30 or four, like every day, every night, every yeah. night. Cause my body's just like done being in that same position. So I'm just <laughs> yeah. like laying on my back, right. You know, propped up with a couple pillows, kind of mm-hmm. half propped up and, and it's hard. And it's so it's not deep sleep, right? No, it's not mm-hmm. deep sleep. You kind of, if you move it winces and it mm-hmm. hurts. And so, yeah, it's been hard. Like you have to rest. Mm-hmm. And like this whole thing is interesting with, you know, really with rest up so you don't get messed up. Yeah. It's like super exactly perfect to that because <laughs> the way a collarbone heals, that's, that's lined up. So it's, there's like, it's called, there's two different kinds. Like one's where it's called a displaced collarbone fracture where they're like, out of line, mm-hmm. you know, or just one's like going yoinking up to or one's left mm-hmm. and one's right. And it's just mm-hmm. not lined up, but mine thankfully are lined up mm-hmm. even b- both breaks. It's all like lined up. Mm-hmm. And then he said, my, the, when I say he, the orthopedic doctor said that like all my ligaments are okay, like all that kind of stuff. And so it's like all that stuff's holding everything in place. Yeah. And so your job is just, he said, is just hold still so that it continues to be in, like, wow, to be in place yeah, and just let it heal. I, no surgery needed because of all that. But when you get surgery, it's like actually easier, they say, because to recover because uh-huh. it's all clamped in with like right. metal. <laughs> so literally the less you do, the better it is. Yes. Yes. <laughs> the less you do, the better it is. Yeah. So then for two and a half weeks, you know, until like really until yesterday mm-hmm. when I came to church, so today, yeah, today's a Monday that we're recording this, um, for on Sunday, I came to church and I only came to church for like, I came to church like 15 minutes before the service and I mm-hmm. left probably like 15 minutes after the service. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, that was like the first time I really left the house to do something. Wow. And yeah. so it's just like sitting there. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I pretty much have like completed Netflix. Like it's done. <laughs> you've re- I always joke like yeah. you've reached the end of the internet. Right? Yes. Like, I've there's reached, nothing yes. else to look at, search or I've reached whatever. the end of streaming services. Yes. yes. Uh, it feels like that. There's a lot of like just crap junk that you don't really want to sure. watch. And so if, like, I've never felt like I was so much so like, hmm, what could I possibly watch today? Right. And I was just like, I couldn't focus on anything meaningful. Yeah. I don't know. I'd said that even yeah. in like on a post where I'm like too tired to do anything Mm. and I'm too tired to do anything meaningful, but I'm bored. Mm -hmm. So I'm bored, but I can't like focus like reading or say, or prayer state. Yeah. Yeah. That kind of stuff. Like, Mm -hmm. like writing, like I've been trying to do more writing and Mm -hmm. like, 
even I need to be doing some editing work on like the joy book that I've been working on. Yeah. And I have all these, like, I have so many thoughts about how I want to like work and fi- like kind of fix, some, fix a lot of stuff uh-huh. that's in there that I've learned from, from like the Yates clan sure. <laughs> about how yeah. to, how to do all this better. Mm-hmm. I have all these thoughts and I was like, Oh, two weeks off work to do all that. Didn't, didn't even couldn't do it. Didn't right. do one thing. Right. So yeah, I just had to just rest up yeah. so, so you don't get messed up. Yeah. <laughs> And well, I think my brain probably needed it too. At some yeah. even I don't know the details of all that, but my head needed some rest too from the trauma. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, like they put like NFL players in concussion protocol. Yeah, and they're like all these tests they have to go through, and yeah, you wonder if just the trauma of your body was just, yeah, was just preventing you really, or almost protecting you from having to invest in anything very deeply. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Huh. It's hard though, like the way I'm wired, and I'm sure we're all wired some this way and we all have laziness like, but, and I have my own, I definitely have laziness. Like I enjoy just rotting for a mm-hmm, day, mm-hmm. but like, I want to like take advantage of that time. Yeah, you know, gosh, yeah. I have two, two weeks of, I was supposed to preach two sermons that I didn't, right. didn't end up preaching. And that is a lot of time of yeah. preparation for that, that I didn't sort of quote unquote have to do right. that. I could have done some other things that you like would wish you could. Oh, you're like, Oh, I have this time. Yeah, I could spend two weeks vacation. Yeah. Or yeah, yeah, like yeah. 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 So talk us through too. this, the emotions of missing out on the race. Has that been hard or do you feel like you got over that pretty quickly or what? Yeah, it's been hard. Yeah, it's been super hard. That's the thing. I think that's the thing. I like had multiple times where I totally liked was just by myself crying in my, Mm. in my house, like Mm. just where it would just kind of come over me because it sounds funny. Like even now, like I feel like I'm a little bit working through it now. And it sounds funny to be in such a like emotional place about that to me mm-hmm. at some level. You're just kind of like, why was I that like upset about this? But it is just, you've just invested yeah. so much time and energy into it. And it's this huge mammoth goal that you're so yeah, close to getting so to. Close. So yeah, I was really sad about that. And, and honestly, I was kind of trying to just even, I don't know, I was trying to express some of that to people with mm-hmm. like a few little posts here and there on mm-hmm. like, so like social media of just like kind of trying to say like, it's okay to not have it all tidy right away. Mm-hmm. And yeah. yeah, like this, a thing can just really suck, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? And for a while like this, cause I said like, I don't know what the lessons are God has for me in this yet. I know that there will be, but I don't know what they are. And I'm just heartbroken. I think right. is what I had said in, in a post. And yep. that's how I genuinely felt and feel I know that God is working in me on some things with it yeah. now. And I'm kind of starting to get a, maybe a sense of those things. And even some of this stuff that we're talking about here about mm-hmm. resting up so you don't get messed up. Mm-hmm. But like at the same time, like I just wasn't, I just wasn't ready for, to be like, I don't know, to, to be some like pastoral voice about it. Yes. And even though I was kind of trying to be a pastoral voice sure. by saying you don't have to be a pastoral voice, uh-huh, you know, or you don't uh-huh, have yeah. to try or like you don't have to have some lesson figured out from God on day two of a tragedy in your life. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, that's what it felt, felt like was mm-hmm. a, was a trauma and a tragedy in my life. And so I think for other people, like God is doing something in you in the midst of whatever it is you're dealing with. Right. And it's also okay if you don't know what it is yet. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> to sit in that waiting period of just yeah. allowing yourself to feel the suffering. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you think biblically, it's funny, like biblically, it's not like the biblical timelines for these things. Like I'm two and a half weeks since that injury. The Bible wasn't even thinking about a lesson yet for people, you know, for 20 years. Yeah. Yeah. 
you know, you think of like, I don't know, Abraham and Sarah, like waiting to sure. be pregnant for 25 years or something like that, you know, mm-hmm. or, or whatever. Like mm-hmm. there's some certain stories where it's like, it's not wrapped up in a tiny, like right. a tidy bow yeah. with, within like three days or two weeks but or two years. that goes countercultural to what we live yes, in, right? Because yes. even movies that, as they get longer now in our era <laughs> still are wrapped up in two hours. Yeah, so exactly. you have, you know, the, the trauma, the crisis, and then you have the solution. Yes. So what have been though, on that note, uh, you were saying that you've actually received several like cards, sweet cards from people and words of encouragement. And, yeah. But what have been some things that have maybe encouraged you or helped you yeah. in the last three weeks? And it doesn't have to be cards or anything, but just things that maybe others have said or done yeah. or not done. Right, right. No, I, I agree. It's been, there's been a few things and it's, yeah, it is kind of interesting to think about because as a pastor, you always want to help people, but then you're always like, how do I not do like, how do I not be annoying or something, you know, <laughs> yeah. or how do I, don't I want to barge in? Yeah. And we feel, and we all just feel that as pastor, we're just as people, like we want to like be helpful, but we don't want to like barge in. And I think, mm-hmm. um, wow, it's been crazy. So there's been multiple things people have done. One, uh, yeah, I was, I was talking about the cards, like greeting cards. Like it's crazy. Like, I, I don't know. I'm just not the kind of person that thinks about sending somebody a greeting card. Like I might call you or send you a text or even make you food, but I probably, I'm not going to like send a greeting card. It's just like not in my list of things I think about doing. Right. It's not your love language. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it was just like, wow. It was like so amazing to me that like all of a sudden we start getting like cards. And I know I'm like, I'm the senior pastor of a kind of like a, of a larger church. So I get that. And it's like being announced in front of yes, like maybe thousands of people that this has happened to you me. You have some privileges that maybe others There's, don't. Yeah. So this isn't hap- necessarily, that's not always happening for people in their lives. So I know that that's not necessarily what happens for everyone, but I have seen how the older generation, especially mm-hmm. they send cards, man. Yeah. And they like, I mean, it was like, I was getting like six greeting cards a day in the mail mm. for like, for like a week straight. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, wow, my family, we're all like opening these, like my <laughs> daughter's like, you know, my teenage daughter's like, dad, look, you got more cards. Oh, like kind of like, yeah. it's just like, cool. Like yeah, people are kind to think. And it just yeah. makes you, when that shows up, what you, what happens is you think, wow, someone cared. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, and they cared in a way that I was able to open that card and look with at it hand. and be done. Yeah. Actually, it's really funny. Me trying to like open envelopes with one <laughs> hand. It's like really funny. They definitely get destroyed. The envelopes right. are just completely destroyed. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, and you can do that. It's very sort of like not, you're not entering their world. Mm-hmm. You, you didn't have to like interrupt their, their mm-hmm. day or their life mm-hmm. or, cause I, I didn't want people coming over, you know, yeah. like I was, I was, you're tired. I was tired. Not I was hurting. Well. I didn't really yeah. want people coming over. People would drop off food. A lot of people dropped off food. I joked, uh, on Sunday, I went from my fittest to my fattest <laughs> yeah. in two in two short weeks, uh, <laughs> which is I'm just joking, but like it was awesome. Like that's yeah. such an expression of love, and I think that's a great way to express that. Mm-hmm. Um, so dropping off food or gift cards or whatever was like really sweet, mm-hmm. like from some people. So mm-hmm. um, I think it's even going to stop right there. Yeah. So um, we all have people in our lives who go through something unexpected yep. trauma in their lives. They're kind of reeling from it, recovering don't have all the answers in place for what God's doing in this, mm-hmm. but maybe even some helpful things to think about. Obviously, oh, we want to be praying for them, asking God to bring them comfort and yeah. peace and, and free, from, you know, just pain relief. But then it sounds like even just, hey, writing a note to say, hey, yeah. I was thinking about you yeah. or I want to reach out to you. It yeah. doesn't always necessarily mean showing up for four hours. <laughs> right. No, exactly. Exactly. And even just the like, 
Instagram and, and Facebook comments were like mm. so amazing just to be able to read mm. through. So if somebody like, if you find out that it, like even sending somebody a text or a, yeah. a social media message, I think it's, I think it would be gracious to say, I think this is something that was helpful that some people did to say, uh-huh. no need to reply. Yeah. I just want you to know, blah, 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 blah. I'm, oh, car- that's cool. I'm I didn't caring for you that. right now. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I think that actually helped me because there was like a level where I started to get a bunch of texts on days I was really tired of people mm-hmm. asking me, how are you doing? And it started to become tiring to like mm-hmm. answer that question. Mm-hmm. Cause when I wasn't doing good, mm-hmm. it was hard to answer that question. Sure. And so sometimes I just didn't respond for a while. And then I tried to like get back and respond to people. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but that was, that was kind of a helpful thing. And yeah. I actually think something else is helpful is like, um, not to say, Hey, can I do something for you? Or can I bring you something? Right. It was like, Hey, I'm, I'm being that I think in that way, it was like being a little more like I'm doing this, like, uh-huh. Hey, I'm going to bring over this for you today. Is that okay? Or whatever. Okay. Yeah. And it helped me just be like, uh, okay, sure. Instead of like, right. Cause the default question is, I'm so sorry this is happening to you. Fill in the blank. Uh-huh. Um, let me know if I yeah. can do anything for you. Yeah. And I didn't want to ask back. And if right. they said, can I do, can I bring you, even can I bring you something? I didn't want to have to say, yeah, can you bring me X? Like, I see. Yeah. I just didn't want to have to like say that. Uh huh. But it was like all the people that were just like, hey, I'm bringing you soup today. I was just like, oh, thanks so much. You okay, know? Yeah. That makes so, sense. I don't know. I was just like processing through that mm-hmm. like recently. And I've had, mm-hmm. I've had other things with like deaths in the family or whatever, where mm-hmm. people have done that. And it's obviously like ideal. I think if you have someone close to you that this happens to you, sure. that you can be the one that rallies for them. Like mm-hmm. say, Hey, I'm going to organize like the people that when someone passes away or whatever, mm-hmm. and or something, something really, something way harder than this honestly happens yeah. in people's lives. And they're like, organizing like a meal plan or yeah. whatever, or, you know, yeah. that's like so cool and helpful, I think for people and right. giving people like strict rules about it and mm-hmm. stuff like don't mm-hmm. stay too, you know, more than yeah. this long or that whatever. Goes, that even goes to our value of unity and how can we be a family that cares for one another, yeah. brothers and sisters. And so, yeah, I think this is really good things to even be thinking about. Yeah. 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 So it's just kind of like was helpful for me to, to like be on the other side of some of that. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know, typically we're, on the side of trying to help other people and have to be helped was like humbling. Yeah, Yeah. Receiving it was like humbling. And also like you could kind of recognize the, the parts of it that were more helpful than others. And I'm sure everybody's wired a little bit differently, but for this too, I was just like, I just wanted to be by myself because I was just so like messed up feeling. Yeah. Or even having to sit up and talk would seem like a lot, right? Yeah. 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 And it's like, you know, and that's like, in the midst of that, your house probably isn't like at your cleanest and you're, you know, like when you're in the middle of that kind of thing and then so, so somebody to come over, you're like, do I need to like mm-hmm. be a host right now? Sure. Like, you know, that feels hard. Yeah. Now, a lot of other people could totally feel differently, but mm-hmm. then, you know, it's the cool, one of the cooler things is like, I got so many texts from people that were like, but what about your Christmas lights? <laughs> like we gotta, you know, like I want to help you put your Christmas lights yeah, up. So Eric, if you don't know, <laughs> I'm not sure how you wouldn't cause he talks about it all the time. <laughs> he has won two straight or three straight years. Oh bro. Like seven or something. <laughs> <laughs> He's won for a lot of years, uh, an award from the city of San, from the city of Tustin for his lights and for Christmas lights. And yeah. so yeah, people were coming up to me even at church and saying, 
what's Eric going to do about yeah. putting up his lights? Yeah. And so a team came together. Yeah. Yeah. So a team came together and like, yeah. So there's like some, some guys are coming over this weekend. They're going to help like put them all up. Cause That's I definitely so cool. should not be going on the roof. No, I don't, I can't get stuff off my, out of my rafters, like yeah. impossible. That's where I store all my junk up in my garage rafters. Right. So there's just no way I could be doing it. So I'm going to be like, um, super like probably annoying and like ordering these people around and the foreman, the yeah. foreman on the job. Yeah. <laughs> No, that's that's a beautiful way that the, yeah. the family of God yeah. can come together and, and serve you in a way that just brings you joy. Yeah, literally, literally, <laughs> literally bringing joy to my rooftop, the word joy. So, yes. Yeah, so that's cool. Uh, and I loved uh, something funny. Natalie, Natalie, who is the voice of the intro and outro. Natalie Comstock? Com- uh-huh. Yes, of this podcast. She had said something funny to me, like in a text that was because she was vol- as she was volunteering her husband, Neil, <laughs> to help do my lights. Um, she had said something like, I love that. Um, the community <laughs> hears Eric is down. And the first thing they think is like, let's make like, let's help him with the lights. Cause definitely it's not the lights won't happen. The right. lights are going to happen. No <laughs> yes. matter what the lights are going to happen. Somehow, some way we yes. will come together and make it happen. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Yeah. That was um, funny. And I love that she was volunteering Neil. <laughs> <laughs> so Neil, if you're listening to this, we'll see you on Saturday. That's right. That's um, right. But um, no, I just, I speak for myself and all of us. we we're generally just concerned, obviously, when this news came out. Yeah. Thankful that um, it wasn't a broken neck or yeah. brain injury yeah. or something like that. So thankful whatever happened in that space that you can't remember. Yeah. God's presence, grace, and protection was really there. So just yeah. thankful for that. It's huge. And so glad just to be sitting in the room with you right now. And for those of you that got to see him in person on Sunday, it just missed you over the last few weeks and um missed you guys and 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 hopefully that this will even that god will in some ways reveal even next steps for you of what does this look like for ministry life yeah that type of thing and that goes into even just this value of rest right yeah so maybe this will be i know something that comes out of this is like okay what does it mean to truly rest when you're forced to rest yeah exactly exactly and it's interesting because I feel like rest had actually been something that God had been working on me mm-hmm. um, for, for like this last, I don't know, a couple of years or something. Right. I've been trying to work on making sure I'm spending time like like these solitude retreats with the Lord and mm-hmm. resting in him. And really, I, I think uh, it was summer of 2020, July 2020, June and July of 2020, when it was like COVID's like going rampant, like stressful decisions about do we op- quote unquote open the church or not racial, um, like mm-hmm. conflict and yeah. tensions and constant disagreements about, you know, where everybody's talking about this stuff and like mm-hmm. all sorts of just felt like so much, so much discord and, um, it was intense. It was an intense yeah. time. And at that same time, I remember that was like when I read, uh, the ruthless elimination of hurry yeah. by John Mark Comer, which you talked about right. in the sermon on yeah. health, which was so cool. But it was like, it was then that I had actually just mm-hmm. read that. And it was like, that was when I had started to like put together some, making sure I was spending time in like, um, like biblical meditation, mm-hmm. like taking time to be like, okay, like prayerful biblical meditation of like taking these like 20, 30 minute blocks of like, just stopping in the middle of the day and meditating on scripture and like listening to certain things of just like scripture being read and breathing and, you know, just Mm -hmm. trying to be still before the Lord. And I remember that was even where, I don't know if it was in that book or somewhere else where it kind of come up with this like 
quote. So if it was where I know I probably read it from somewhere else. I'm not saying I made this up, but the rest is doing something. Yeah. Yeah. That line, which I think is actually, I think it's, I know it's somewhere. Yeah. It's in our little description in the journal on health Uh that, that line of, cause that's when I was like really wanting that to be a value for our church. Mm -hmm. Um, when we were talking about these values, like, cause we'd been talking about these values for like a year before we Mm -hmm. actually unveiled these to everyone trying to figure them out. And, uh, I really wanted that rest is doing something to be a big part of like who we are and what we talked about. Yes. And so it's funny how, um, all that is like, you know, coming to this point now, Mm -hmm. but at the same time, I learned this lesson of quote, I quote unquote learned this lesson of rest is doing something and then decided to train for an iron. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Which actually though. Okay. So it's somewhat incorporated in in an interesting way. It is restful for me to exercise for a long time. Wait, wait. So it's restful for you to ride 120 yes, miles. Yes, I know. I know that sounds weird. And it's true, though, that it's... I get it. You know, there's that whole thing of um, if you work with your... Did you see this in your sermon? or uh, We just talked about this at different mm-hmm. times. But if you work with your hands, you should like rest with your mind. Mm-hmm. And if you work with your mind, you should rest with your hands. Or, mm-hmm. or something like that where it's like do something. If you constantly are working with your... My, you have the kind of job or your every day is like very mentally taxing. Yes. Then you should do something like gardening or woodworking mm-hmm. or, you know, yeah. or a, a, some sort of hobby with your, like, or a sport or something to right. help you like rest. And then, and then the other way around too, mm-hmm. though it's helpful if you're like doing construction work all day, maybe it's like reading is a good, like helpful, you know, way yeah, for you to rest. Um, so I think it's got some of that with, even with this and it's maybe important for everybody listening to this, like that's good for you. Like if Mm -hmm. whatever, like your day to day life is like, yeah, there's some freedom in where we find rest apart from obviously sin issues or something. Yeah, 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 exactly. Uh, So yeah, what we talked about a couple weeks ago was the the idea that God really is the initiator of rest, that Mm. he created rest. That was part of even his rhythm. Uh, as he created the world, the triune Godhead rested on the seventh day. Yeah. We talked about the idea that what did he do on that seventh day? Did he, <laughs> did he watch Netflix? Did he know? <laughs> but it was, I think it was, and this is my liberty on it, but I think God just enjoyed himself. He enjoyed the triune hmm. Godhead, the Father, Son, the Holy Spirit, yeah. which is perfectly unified, perfect fellowship, perfect love, just rested to enjoy yeah. what he had made. And himself, and I know that sounds, yeah. maybe that sounds a little bit weird no, in our like weird. human terminology. Yeah, but God's obviously set apart from yeah, us. Yeah, that's cool. And then He incorporates that into the covenant people with the idea of Sabbath. Sabbath every seventh day. Sabbath uh, every seven years. Um, take time. Uh, the whole manna thing was on. You know, mm-hmm. take, it wouldn't, He wouldn't deliver it on certain days. So it's like there was this incorporation, this rhythm of rest. Mm-hmm. And that's repeated throughout the scriptures. Even on the land. The yes, land was supposed to rest, absolutely. sabbatical rest. Right, yeah, right. Yeah. But in our modern culture, of uh, as things rapidly get faster and faster, um, it's funny how the idea or the principle of rest has kind of almost become something that's we wear a badge of honor when it comes to being busy. Like, yes. Oh, we know you're super busy. And it's like, yes. yep, I sure am. I'm, that means I'm important or yes. valuable or needed. Um, and we call out other sin issues, right? Uh-huh. Um, yet we don't necessarily call out the the sin of being overly busy mm-hmm. and of over committing to things, of over input. Um, and so, 
even this value being reintroduced to our church is not our value. It's a biblical value, but it's, <laughs> yeah. hey, I think we want to give people permission to be healthy yeah. spiritually. And one of the ways that that can happen is through rhythms of rest. Yeah. But then there's freedom in how we experience some of that rest. Yep, yep. So um, Yeah, the rest doesn't have to just like look like you're just deep prayer and yes. and Bible reading for eight hours or whatever, right? Like it can right. be like a walk outside. It can yes. be a nap. It can be gardening. Yes. You know, yeah. Yeah. I think the principle would be is it's something you do as you, it's to enjoy God as you're doing this. Yes. Yes. So, you know, I've had, so we have Fridays and Saturdays. Calvary's so gracious to give mm-hmm. us a day off during the week because um, we're here on Sundays. And so I've had many Fridays where I'm like, oh, I've gotten to Friday. I'm tired. And so I'm just going to do this. This is going to provide rest for me. But I don't yeah. invite Jesus to be part of that process with me, if that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, no, I understand. And I go to the end of the day, and I'm feeling more tired than yeah. when I started the day. And so there's yeah. something there's something in this. I'm not trying to give us a formula, but there's something in us about, wait, as, as we enjoy creation, as we enjoy relationships, as we enjoy uh, whatever that would be, it's we're incorporating God into that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that was cool where then Aaron was able to kind of like share some specific, like some ways that we can practice that, which the way that we sort of practiced in the service was this Lectio Divina, this divine reading, this like way of re- prayerfully reading scripture essentially. And like trying to like read the Bible and read it and then say, God, what are you, what are you having stand out to me? Mm-hmm. What's, what is standing out to me in this passage as I read it and then praying about that. Mm-hmm. So if like you read, you know, we talked about doing that with John 15 because mm-hmm. Norm yesterday spoke about sure. John 15 and it was like, okay, so you read that and for whatever reason, like this word, the vine is, mm-hmm. is it pops out and you just yeah. can't shake it. And so then you're like, Lord, why are you having, you're praying about that. Lord, why yeah. are you having the vine pop out to me? Or right. why are you having remain in me? This phrase, like, why is that sticking with me? Lord, I'm going to so just good. H- help me remain in you. Yeah. Like, what do you want me to know about this? Yeah. yeah. It's reading the scriptures and slowing down to read the scriptures. Yeah. Cause even the many of us approach including myself. Yeah. We'll open up to Romans. Like, okay, I'm going to get through two chapters and yep. we read through it and yep. we get to the end and we're like, okay, Done. Thanks, God. Yeah. yeah. This See is a way to just kind of sit and slow down <laughs> yeah. and do well. Yeah. John Mark Comer in his book gives us some other kind of just funny, like practical ideas of how to like train yourself just to slow down, enjoy God. And when he says, this is revolutionary, drive the speed limit. Oh, yeah. And he's up yeah, in Portland. Yeah. So maybe it's a little bit easier in Portland. But down in SoCal, if you go 55, <laughs> you're getting people like frustrated at you. If you're, yeah, not, exactly. if you're not in the slow lane, obviously. You already do this. You drive so slow. I do. But that's because my cars are slow. <laughs> But, but, and he says, or, and this is one we've talked about before, but like pick purposely the slowest lane at Trader Joe's or at Walmart or wherever you like shop. This one always bugs me, but it makes no sense. It's to the point of like just (laughs) physically make yourself slow down or you're waiting at Starbucks for your drink to be made and don't look at your phone. Just, oh yeah, just be, just be, just like let your mind just kind of sit there. So just some like small little like practical ways or, uh, as, as you walk through your house, if, that there's something like even just going under a doorpost and being like, God, every time I go through this, you know, entryway, I'm just going to say, God, thank you for who you are. Mm-hmm. Or just some, something mm-hmm. that you say, like mm-hmm. just things that little tricks in our day just to go, okay, God, help me be mindful mm-hmm. of you. And as I'm mindful of you, I really believe that you're going to provide me rest. Yeah. And so that can be a moment in the day, like you're saying a couple, like 20 minutes in your day. Yeah. Or it can be a Sabbath day. And I, something yep. that you've been saying 
over the last year. I guess now that I'm thinking about it, maybe it did kind of happen during the summer of last year, but you've um, given our numbers it, blessing, it <laughs> but you've also on Sunday said, Hey, I want to encourage you guys to take Sabbath today. Yeah. And I've even caught people on the church that have said like, yeah, that's starting to hit me of like Sunday afternoons are my rest time. Um, so yeah, that basically is inviting people to have permission, right? Right. To do this. Um, yeah, exactly. And that's where I, 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 w- I keep doing that reminder because I feel like we need it, you know, <laughs> yeah. and I think we just get into whatever is like a Sunday sure. afternoon rhythm of lunch and yeah. watching football or yeah. whatever. And some of that's fine. I'm not saying don't do that. St- yeah. or that stuff's bad or don't do it. I do it. <laughs> mm-hmm. But like, hey, maybe think about this just yeah. a little bit differently and invite God into, those invite God into that. Yeah. 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 Because yeah. Yeah, rest is the work. Yeah, exactly. Rest is the work. Rest yeah. is doing something. So, and that's like what it is right now for me. So no, I hope as you're listening to this, you're not just like, oh, great. Pastor guys like telling us to do this. Like, okay, well, they get 40 hours a week to, you know, practice this, but I'm busy and I have, you know, so many yeah. obligations. Like we get it, we get it. And, but I think there's ways to start, you know, inviting this into your life and yeah. taking time to slow down and to enjoy God. So no guilt here. We're not making you like okay, another added thing to my list, Mm -hmm. but more of like, I think this is a good way to live. It really is. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I agree. All right. This seems good. Yeah. I'm getting kind of tired. tired I'm going to go rest. (laughs) You're getting I know this is your first full day. First full day of work. Yeah. Yeah. I actually did take a little nap in the middle of the day too, because I was so tired. Like lunch, I just like laid down for half an hour. Yeah. Naps are from God. Yes, exactly. So trying to work my way back up. Um, So we, we talked about health today. We value Mm -hmm. health. Uh, We still have two more values that we haven't yet discussed on this podcast, even though we just finished a sermon series because my bad. (laughs) I crashed my bad, but, uh, so we still will talk about how we value oneness and we value dependence and interesting that those are the two that are left because those actually are two things that we're really wanting. And we'll talk more about this, but those are two areas we really want to be focusing on. We want to grow in. Yeah. Yeah. We want to grow in as a church over this next year or so or whatever. But, um, we, we really believe that God wants us to kind of hone in on oneness, unity, and then dependence, prayer, like these kind of things. And so I'm excited for that. So we'll talk more about those areas in this next couple of weeks. Yeah. So stay tuned and send your questions yes. to podcast at calvarylife.org. Yes. Yeah, so if you have questions, comments, we'd love to hear any directions you want us to go. So uh, Eric, how many emails did we get in that inbox during your um, recovery? During my recovery, we got zero emails. <laughs> The, the last email received was the day before my crash, I think, or two days oh. before my crash. So it's I, the people were in mourning. I understand. The I'm people were in mourning. <laughs> if we don't, if we don't give them what they want in the podcast, they don't. Yeah, give us yeah, back they won't give out. us back. Yeah, no. But we do have a couple serious. So what we want to do is do these two values, and then we'll do some like serious listener question sure. episodes. Yeah. And so we'd love to hear from you, um, both serious and funny or whatever, or just sure. like any kind of questions that you want us to talk about. But we have a couple that we want to uh, get into, and so like on that first one, but like we could do a couple episodes of that. That'd be great. So send us your questions. Yeah. We would love to hear from you and then we will keep going with this in some other ways as well. Maybe talking about, um, Christmas lights, just a whole, just a whole episode on how to have great Christmas lights. You know what? It's no middle of November, not even Thanksgiving. And I already have my lights up. You do. I do. Are you the just one strander around the, (laughs) 
you know, just around hey, the... We're not here to judge. We're here to... <laughs> I am absolutely here to judge. You're supposed to judge within the church, just not outside the church. <laughs> okay, that will be a podcast episode into itself, too. Hey, rest up so you don't get... Messed up! And thank you so much for listening to the Calvary Life Podcast. Thanks again for listening to the Calvary Life Podcast. If you'd like to share any of your thoughts, please reach out to us at podcast at calvarylife.org. You can find out more about the show on Instagram at Calvary Life or on our website at calvarylife.org slash podcast.